heaven i thank you lord for making us to be among the living thank you father for your goodness and your mercy your love and kindness in our lives glory honor praise and adoration be unto your holy name now father we are going to be going through your word because we want you to be a blessing to us today we pray that you grant to us the gift of your spirit and give us grace lord grace to understand grace to put in practice all that we will learn also we pray that you put your words in our mouths that we may speak words that will be blessings to all those who would listen do this O lord and take the glory in jesus name i have prayed amen Our High Calling, December 14, Unmoved in a Shaking World I have set the Lord always before me, because He is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Psalms 16 verse 8 We are living in an age of peril when ungodliness is common even professed christians do not believe their bibles the truth of the word of god is too plain and pointed for them anti-christian ideas customs and practices prevail and they are even construed to be christian but that which is of most value that which god esteems most highly is treated with contempt. Well make the God-fearing inquire, what shall the end of these things be? Love for Christ and love for one another is fast dying out of the hearts of men. Wickedness prevails on every hand, for Satan has come down having great wrath, knowing that he had but a short time. He is a persevering, diligent, untiring worker and if ever there was a time when men needed the presence of Christ at their right hand it is now we need the captain of our salvation continually by our side there is and will continue to be agitation all around us for the kingdoms of the world will not be at rest never was there a time when the temptation to deny Christ in spirit and in deportment was stronger and this temptation will increase in power as we near the end strong and overpowering temptations will come upon men false doctrines and fables will be presented as Bible truth for men's acceptance and if it were possible they will deceive the very elect but is it a time for our love to grow cold when iniquity abounds is this a time to be at ease is this the time to separate from god our counselor the end of all things is at hand the day of god is hastening on a peace the world is full of crime and anguish and sorrow there are calamities by land and, and by sea. Storm and tempest make it unsafe for us to be separated from God for one single moment. 
Only those who live by faith in this probationary life will be able to stand in the day of test, when everything that can be shaken will be shaken, but they shall dwell in the safety and be unmoved. Amen. The title of our devotion is Unmoved in a Shaken World. Unmoved in a Shaken World. I remember that yesterday when we looked at the devotion that was titled Victory is Assured and also in other devotions, I was able to make us understand the time that we are living in. You see, the world that we are living in now as far as temptation is concerned and sin is concerned, it is completely different from what the world has ever been before. In the book of Revelation chapter 12, an announcement was given to us. Revelation chapter 12, reading verse 10, it says, And I heard a voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. And then down to verse 12, it says, Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Here is announced the fact that Satan's temptations are going to be increased, his anger increased. His skill, his craftsmanship, his intelligence, all is going to be increased in such a manner that he's going to send a flood against the church of God, a flood of temptation to destroy them. Also, when we saw the message to Laodicea in Revelation 19, Revelation 3, sorry, we saw there how there was something called the hour of temptation that was going to come to try all them that dwell on the earth. And that is exactly what we read in this devotion too. The Bible teaches us that temptation is going to get more increased as we come towards the end of the world. That is what the Bible calls the hour of temptation that will come to try all them that dwell on the earth. That's why we read here, Never was there a time when the temptation to deny Christ in spirit and in deportment was stronger. And this temptation will increase in power as we near the end. Strong and overpowering temptations will come upon men. Do you know what it is for something to be overpowering? I mean, it's almost like the temptation is actually forcing you to sin. You see, nobody can be forced to sin. That's a fact. But the truth is like, what this is saying is is there are temptations that one will face that it is almost impossible to resist. That is the meaning of an overpowering temptation and a temptation that is almost impossible to to resist. You see, In the hands of Satan, temptation has become a science. And also, overcoming is a science. Christianity is a science. And I'll explain what I mean. It says, strong and overpowering temptations will come upon men. False doctrines and fables will be presented as Bible truth for men's acceptance. And if it were possible, they will deceive the very elect. Why is it that temptation is a science now? And a temptation can become so overpowering in such a way that once it comes, it's almost impossible. We, we can tell the results. You see, when we say science, one plus one, we already know it's going to be two. Satan knows how he does his temptations in such a way that he knows our human mind. He knows our bodies. He knows 
there are certain things that will bring he will bring to us that because there are certain uh like all in our algorithms that has already been placed by him in our uh, around us in our environment now when we see certain things there's a particular response we are going to have and that's what it means for something to be overpowering some of us do not know how our diet the food we eat affect the choices that we make i watched a documentary recently although that's not what confirmed it to me i think this documentary was done this year it's titled better brain health health it was done by dutch Weiler, that's dw that german station and in that documentary they explained how they have done experiments to see how our food affects our behavior the food we eat has a lot to do with how we respond to temptation to whether we fall into sin or not this is the science we're talking about and that's why some temptations are overpowering it was seen that mothers who eat junk food that their children are born irritable easily falling into anger and into other passionate passionate sins anger they throw a tantrum they are always irritable and they can easily be annoyed because of what their mother ate and then the study went further to show that even the children when they eat the junk food it takes them even deeper into the same kind of behavior they even went to prisons to change their diet and when they gave them more of the plant-based food omega-3 fatty acids and also plant nutrients they saw the behavior of the, ch- of the prisoners change solitary confinement reduced in the prison and then there's barbara steed apart from this dw documentary i'm talking of the better brain health there's a book written by a woman called barbara steed who did a very extensive study on how diet affects prisoners health it was seen that those prisoners who would eat the plant-based diet when they leave the prison they over 90 percent of them never come back but those who continue to eat the junk food and the animal diet they always came back and even in prison those who were eating the plant-based food rarely got into crime and into other bad behaviors you see that's just one science that you don't know many people will look hear these things and oh and say and treat it as if it is nonsense information you see you do not understand what satan understands look at alcohol for example when people take alcohol or look at weed what we call marijuana for example inhaling a smoke does it not affect people's behavior taking that drink does it not affect people's behavior why do you then think that the chemicals because all foods are chemicals those chemical components will not affect your behavior you have to put in yourself good chemical components in this time in which we live when temptation has become so overpowering we are living in the hour of temptation and the wrath of satan has increased so greatly and then what is the other part of it we are weaker than we have ever been mankind has become so weak when it comes to mental and moral standing we cannot compare with our predecessors we look as if oh so much has happened now technology and all but do you know that somebody somebody developed those things we are just developing on what other people have done and then even with all our technology if just in case for those who are thinking oh we are smarter than our predecessors how come we can't still even build one pyramid the men who lived before us were the men of renown as the bible will call them they were highly intelligent go and study the pyramids of egypt and sudan and then tell me 
do you know that we do not have even the technology to build those things today we don't even have the technology to do it so that's just to explain to you how even mentally we have gone worse than what we were before and morally the same immorality is everywhere and as we read in devotion the thing sin has become so prevalent in the society but this is a time when people need to stand for god and how are we supposed to do that what is the solution if there ever was a time where we needed christ ever before us it is now we cannot for a moment risk not being in christ not abiding in christ remember what jesus said in john 15 he said starting from verse 1 abide in me and i in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in vine neither can ye except ye abide in me what does it mean to abide in christ abiding in christ means to have him ever before you it means that we should always be in his environment and he in our environment we have been studying laodicea and what did jesus say he that opens the door behold i stand at the door and knock that's revelation 3 verse 20 behold i stand at the door and knock if any man opens i will come in to him and will sup with him that is i will abide with him and he with me now is a time when the world is in a shaking state it is shaking people the temptations are shaking people into sin sin that are so overpowering people are finding it difficult to come out of it people are finding it difficult to come out of it and that's why it says only those who live by faith in this probationary life will be able to stand in the day of test when everything that can be shaken will be shaken but they shall dwell in the safety and be unmoved and then again it says is this the time to separate from god our counselor of course it is not this is the time when we need christ before us we need the captain of our salvation not momentarily not not uh, uh, spasmodically or intermittently by our side but we need him continually by our side one moment without christ is a risk at this time it's a high risk that is the solution to the wrath of satan that he has used, he's bringing now to bring us into sin the temptations of satan the, the, the solution to it is abiding in christ so how do we abide in christ you see we need to be in aggressive warfare against the temptations around us your morning when you wake up in the morning do a very good devotion a quality one allow the mind to go through the reading of the bible you can even read the same thing which is about the death of jesus if you want to read that every morning that is fine meditate on it and allow that your mind to dwell on that death of jesus on the cross that when i say the cross i'm not meaning i don't think i don't mean a wooden cross you just be looking at a cross no when we say dwell on the cross that means the death of jesus and what it means that somebody will do so much for you let it touch your heart meditate on it or even if you have a devotional a good one which should be, I, I believe if we can't navigate the bible enough for devotion i recommend the bible mostly but if you can't you can get something in the spirit of prophecy and use for your devotion and use those books to dwell upon or even just one bible passage it must not be something really long one bible passage one teaching dwell on those things meditate on it try to memorize scripture get into your day and during the day we are now 
God has helped us to have some gadgets. If you don't have one, it still doesn't matter. But if you do have a phone, plug your ears. Listen continually to godly music. You can even have an audio Bible and keep listening to it. Listen to sermons. This is what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. To be filled with the Holy Spirit, I repeat over and over again. John 6 verse 63, Jesus said, The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So if you are filled with the word of Jesus, you are going to be filled with the Holy Spirit spirit fill your mind with godly things as you are passing through the streets you are going to be seeing things that will want to attract your attention into temptation turn your eyes away from it dwell on the things you are listening to don't ever be idle don't ever be distracted let the mind continue to dwell on these things and listen to godly things meditate on them in your walk in your mind every everything you want to execute just before you are typing that paper pray god give me the strength to type it don't do anything in your strength because when you start to do things in your strength, you forget Jesus and you go on all through the day forgetting him. Even if there are things that are so little, just to fetch water, just like fetching water, just like going to the, 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 the toilet to maybe do something there, not, not saying to go and stool, or maybe it's just to even repair something in the kitchen, in the plumbing. You pray, always carry God along with you. In your mind, you always be praying. I'm not saying you should always close your eyes and pray in your mind. As you are doing it, you say, Lord, please help me to do this imperfectly. I don't want to make mistakes here. Help me so that I don't make a mess of it. That way, you are always keeping in tune with God. When you leave there, you say, oh, thank you, Lord. All this in your mind. Thank you, Lord, for helping me to do this. I'm so grateful. And then you move on. You meet someone who wants to talk to you. Lord, please help me to be a blessing to this person. Help that our discussion will not take me away from godly things, but will help me to remain within godly things. And then you keep talking to the person. This is the way to abide in Christ. There's much that can be said about it in subsequent devotions. Of course, we'll talk more about that. But I pray that God will give you the grace and the Holy Spirit to impress these things that have been said in your heart in such a way that it will be a blessing to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. The, the text started off by saying that I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Now, before that text, the first one, just before it, is verse 7. It said, I will bless the Lord who had given me counsel. My reigns also instruct me in the night seasons. We are living truly, as the reading says, in a dangerous time. When everything is moving, there seems to be instability. And then... In encouraging us to find our feet in Revelations chapter 3 verse 12 it says he that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God and someone once said I would rather be a pillar than a caterpillar so God is trying to place us in positions where we cannot be shifting, moving, driven by all winds, every winds of doctrine. And how is this going to be done? We have been told Brasiki gave us a large outline. And just to add here, it says, Our growth in grace, our joy, our usefulness, all depend upon our union with Christ. It is by communion with Him daily, our by abiding in him that we are to grow in grace he is not only the author 
but the finisher of our faith. It is Christ first and last always. He is to be with us, not only at the beginning and the end of our course, but at every step of the way. So we see that the enemy is looking for an opportunity to disturb our peace. And so he's always out watching to see that we not give let us not give him the slightest advantage. And so we should make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the loss thereof. And the only way to do it is to fill our minds with the words of Jesus. Amen. The fourth paragraph once more said that this is a time when the temptation to deny Christ in spirit and in deportment is stronger and the temptation is increasing. We understand what the world is like. Like in 1 John, we are told that the world has to present before us the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, or the arrogance that comes from material things. We are told that these kind of temptations, things that appeal to the eyes, to appeal to the flesh, that appeal to the pride of life, will increase and become stronger. So the day is set. We understand what we are up against. Our desires will be clamoring. The things we see around us will be shouting at us, hello, hello. And then the things we have will want to bring up or raise pride in us. The things we have, the things we possess, or the things we want to get. So this will be the driving force of society in this time of the end. So this is a temptation we are to meet every day. In our prayers, we all have our inclinations, our the tilt, the tendencies to certain temptations. The men, the women, the young, the old, we all have our tendencies. So our prayer in the morning will be to lay down in sincerity. I read something this morning that said, if he said it reads that will human beings now act their part in resisting the devil if they will do this he will surely flee from them flee from them he will surely flee from them what will happen when we resist satan he will flee what are we resisting exactly we are resisting these worldly principles we are watching ourselves and praying to god i can see this i can see that now it says they are waiting angels who will do for you what you cannot do for yourselves are waiting for your cooperation they are waiting for you to respond to the drawing of christ draw nigh to god and to one another by desire by silent prayer by resistance of satanic agencies put your will on the side of god's will while you have one desire to resist the devil and sincerely pray deliver me from temptation you will have strength for your day so as we watch all these principles trying to play around in our mind we need to 
pray god will help he has sent his angels the bible said that we are there not ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who shall be heirs of salvation god has agencies to help when jesus was in gethsemane he prayed and the bible said that an angel came and strengthened him and the bible also said that we all have our guardian angels so we have the benefit and assistance so when you notice these principles are trying to take over your mind or trying to run you pray to god for help i want to also add it is possible that we may forget it is possible that we may not remember that we have to remain in communion with prayer with god in prayer what do you do don't go in despair draw your mind back and then continue again whatever may be the distraction try to come back don't despair don't give up on yourself we need to walk our minds we now have a work to do so that we can get this full benefit that god is given to us okay now that's on the path of resisting now on the path of the love of god increasing our heart this would then mean we will now have to imbibe the principles of christ his own character we now have to meditate on how does god see man how does god relate with man we now need to grow in principle since we are removing worldliness from us our hearts need to be filled with the character of christ like my brother has said by meditating on the compassion of jesus you see how jesus treats people you see how he deals with error you see how he hates falsehood you see how he is merciful and compassionate and as we look at these things his character will be imbued in us here is where we need the help of the holy spirit anyway because here he will be bringing to our minds the principles of christ the character of christ that needs to be applied at every instant in time now whatever temptation we meet we have an advice okay i think from the bible this is what you're supposed to do just like in the case of jesus when satan tempted him he quoted scripture it was the holy spirit who brought to his mind those scripture which applied to the situation so to be able to as we are removing or denying the things that are not godly the holy spirit will bring to our mind the godly principles we need to apply in our work and then day out by god's grace we will be receiving the heavenly mode we'll be looking like christ moment by moment i pray that god will assist us as we walk through our day today in christ's name amen okay, there's something that i really want us to understand and i want to say to you and i believe god is trying to speak to you now we are talking about satan's wrath satan's temptations taking a new turn and getting deeper we are told never the temptation have such an overpowering uh, effect on man what do you think this wrath of satan is do you think it's just accidents and and uh, calamities yeah today man knows how to change the weather people can fire lasers into the sky into the storm and then it brings down thunder and lightning men are creating rain what is satan's real issue what does he want with you what satan wants with you is what he wanted with job curse god and die simple he wants to bring you into sin sickness is not the issue persecution is not the issue 
trouble and trials is not the issue. Your death is not the issue. If all those things happen, he has not yet achieved his aim. The aim of Satan is to bring you into the slightest, smallest, most subtle sin. That is his aim. So don't look at it when we say, oh, Satan's wrath has increased at this time. It's about calamities. and No, 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 no. That's, don't, don't get it wrong. Now, why am I saying this? We are living in the, the, the end of the year. What usually happens at the end of the year? Satan's wrath increases the most. Not in accidents, please. But in temptation, parties. Now they are going to do end of the year party for the children. In your office, the same thing is going to happen. Christmas is coming and New Year and it's a time of dissipation, a time of partying, a time of increased temptation to sin. That is Satan's wrath now. What are you going to do? Are you going to take your children for those parties? What are they going to be listening to in those parties? They are going to be filled with the words of the devil himself. Because every lyric of those music of the world, because it is of the world, it is of the devil. And I, can't, I cannot put it in any, I wish I could put it even in a more pointed manner to you. Every music, every party that you attend, where we, if we, I've seen these parties, I walk to, and people will say, let us pray before we start. Pray what? I mean, pray for what? You're about to play ungodly music and you say, let us pray. You're about to enter into practices that are ungodly and you say, let us pray children now are singing songs that are very immoral from beginning to end without missing a word dancing in ways that are you can tell that they are controlled by demons why because of the music go and look at what happened to king saul when king saul was possessed with demons he called they called david for him and david played the harp with his psalms he didn't play the drum he didn't play music that would make people lose their mind with drums he played a harp a harp is a solemn a solemn sound comes out from a harp and what did the bible teach us that when he played that harp the spirit the evil spirit left king saul what do you think is happening to your children when they are playing those evil music you take them to those parties end of the year party and even more parties will come next year too and even you what do you think is happening to you you think you are strong let me tell you you are in the weakest state ever that man has ever been you cannot you cannot resist those temptations. Those music will play on your mind. What you see with your eyes is going to play on you. That is the wrath of the devil on you. And as much as long as you are not strong enough to resist this temptation and say no, just like Daniel, I will not engage in these parties, even at the cost of losing my job, or at the cost of being looked at as a fanatic, or at the cost of being looked at as an extremist, or being looked at as being too religious because many of us don't want to appear too religious that's why it says never has a temptation to deny christ in spirit been more powerful than ever many of us deny christ in spirit by refusing to stand for him in areas where we know that when we stand for him people are going to mock us or scorn us or ridicule us we, we, we the temptation to stand against christ is so much now anti-christian ideas are over all over the place people are ashamed of jesus they don't want to confess him in their workplace or in their school. That is the temptation of Satan now. And what is this message to you? Did you take your child for the end of the year party? Repent. Ask God for forgiveness. You put your child in a place where demons were controlling them. Are you going for it yourself for parties? The same thing is happening. Did you take your child to the beach to look at naked people? What does the Bible teach us in, in, in the book of Leviticus 20 verse 17? That even if a brother sees the nakedness of his sister that it is wickedness 
Psalm 101 verse 3, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. You don't understand the temptation of Satan perhaps. You don't know what his wrath is. His wrath, like I said, is not sickness. It is not death. Those things are things that have been happening since the creation, since the sin of man. Cain killed Abel. Death has been happening. Sickness has been happening. Pestilences indeed have increased, yes. But that is as a consequence of man's misuse of nature's laws. But if you want to talk of Satan's direct attack, Satan's direct attack is in these subtle temptations to sin. And if you don't identify the devices of Satan, if you cannot see this as his wrath, you will keep falling into it unknown to, unknown to you. You think, oh, I'm avoiding the wrath of the devil because the God has protected me. I didn't have accidents. Oh, I'm healthy. I'm not sick. And my family is doing well. Doing well? Are you really doing well with that ungodly music and those movies and those books that are filled with words of ungodliness? Are you really doing well? That's exactly how the devil wants you to feel. He wants you to feel like you are doing well. So he will make you healthy, he will make you feel good, but yet you are engaged in the things of the devil. And then his wrath is upon you. But you don't know. You think that the wrath upon you is sickness. That's not the wrath of the devil upon you. The wrath of the devil upon you is worldliness. It is temptation, subtle temptations to sin. It is enjoyment. It is pleasures of this world. That is what the wrath of the devil is being engaged in these pleasures of this world that are drowning you into perdition it is being filled with food it is being uh, like the bible says in the book of first timothy 6 verse verse 6 godliness to contentment is great gain that money the love of money is the root of all evil that has drowned men into perdition that is still the wrath of the devil he would yes increase in wealth so that the wealth will destroy you that is the wrath of the devil also so we need to understand these things and resist the devil take your children away from those places where they are being filled with demonic teachings and listening to those ungodly music and watching those ungodly cartoons and movies all those cartoons remember i mentioned cartoons with very ungodly influence on the children making them mischievous the first lessons they learn in immorality is from the cartoon the first lesson they learn in violence is from the cartoon the first lesson they learn in lying and cheating is from the cartoons they look innocent, but they are, they are perhaps even worse. When I say perhaps, many of them are worse than movies, making them to have superstitious ideas. Remember that the wrath of the devil is also false teachings? Where do the children learn the false teaching? From those cartoons also. Superstitious ideas where, 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 where cucumber is talking, where fruits are talking, and people start... Look, even as a child then, after watching Toy Story, I started to think that the dolls in my house could speak. And we'll be expecting them to talk to us. Is that not superstition? Is that not the, the, the fables of the devil? Is that not spiritualism? Where wood is speaking? Where animals are talking? And you don't know how this can affect your children. I'm telling you my own experience and perhaps you too may have had the same experience where you start to think that the toys in your house can move and talk. You don't know what the devil is doing to you with such cartoons. He's making you to believe in spiritualism. This is the wrath of the devil. We are moving in a shaking world, living in a shaking world now. And if you are not understanding these things, we will keep falling into his trap. So my prayer is that God will help us to understand and come out of them, come out of the world. And God has promised that he will be a God unto us and we will be his children. May that be our experience in Jesus' name. Amen.
Mm. Angels are waiting for us to respond to the drawing of Christ through this devotion. The Bible said that there is joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented more than 99 just persons which need no repentance. What God is telling us today is a message of repentance. If we have gone one way or the other against the Spirit of Christ, God is waiting for us to respond this morning. The angels are to come close to the tribe. Remember, they want to return with joy. So when you make this decision today, there will be joy in heaven. They will rejoice and say, yes, 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 she's back, yes, he's back. They labor long and untiringly to save the souls for whom Christ has died. And when souls appreciate the advantages, appreciate the heavenly assistance sent them, respond to the Holy Spirit's working on their behalf when they put their will on the side of Christ's will. Angels bear the tidings heavenward, returning to the heavenly courts. They report their success with the souls for whom they have ministered, and there is rejoicing among the heavenly host. The heavenly host is waiting for you this morning. I really pray that we will, the Holy Spirit will open our eyes to see what God is trying to save us from in this time. I'm, I'm grateful to God that God has opened our eyes to see what really is a temptation we have to face. It makes our work easier. May God assist us in Christ's name. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you. We say, Blessed be your holy name. We thank you for these words of encouragement, words of counsels that make for peace. But when we look at the things that the enemy is planning against the people of the world, our hearts quiver. But because you've made a way of escape where we can be, we can bear. You've given us your name. You say your name is a strong tower, and the righteous will run into it, and they are saved. May we not be like Eve, walking in our self-sufficiency, thinking that we can handle it. May we always feel our weakness and run to Thy presence, for in Thy presence is fullness of joy. May we find safety and comfort in their words. This is our prayer to Christ our Lord. 